Greetings, programs and users. It is time once again for another episode of Old Nerds Drinking. I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program, coming to you solo from the Nerd Cave. And after uh, almost 40 episodes, it's come to our attention that a lot of parts have been cut out that may be inappropriate for uh, some of our younger viewers. A special After Dark Old Nerds Drinking. These are the clips that I cut out because I thought they were just too filthy to include in the normal show. But now, you will get to enjoy them. Or, if that offends your sensibilities, please stop listening now. I'm not particularly proud of some of the things that are here, but they were funny, so we saved them. Uh, Please forward all your complaints to oldnerdsdrinking at gmail.com. And without further ado, here we go. To start our... To start off the show with, uh, we are going to lead with an extended cut of me proving what a man whore I am and the fact that I would totally bang Queen Elizabeth for the money. May she rest in peace. Queen Elizabeth is uh, back on market. Yep, she is. Yep. So if somebody's out there willing to knock that crown off her pussy, she's available. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did we really just go there? Did I just go there? That you was just bad. went there. I blame wow. the bourbon. I do blame the bourbon. I, do, I absolutely blame the bourbon for that for that really bad, disgusting joke that everybody might be visualizing right now. Oh, yeah. Listen uh, to you. You're way more into this than I am. <laughs> okay. First of, first of all, the royal family is worth somewhere in the tune of 10 to $20 billion between the crown, the their financial holdings, their land holdings. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's get this out in the open. So you're saying that you would bang the queen in her current state right now? Oh, hell yeah. Wow. I'm not I, even sure if I could get an erection to be able to pull that off. It doesn't matter how much. I, w- I would die from Viagra overdose before I, be, I was able to get an erection to be able to tap that dust by, that dustbin. Second of all. Um, and he's still going. Here oh, he yeah. Because when you're the. When, that would make me the prince consort. Uh, I can't be the king, but I can be the prince consort. Uh, That would give me the authority over so much in England. Um, I I know where you're going with this because Games Workshop is a British company. Oh, yeah. So, (laughs) to be honest, I wasn't thinking about that, but now that you bring it up. Yes, yes. You're taking the long route to get to the seat of power. I understand now. I I want, I just want to be able to feel that I can make the... uh, the knights of the realm do pretty much whatever I want because there was a video where, uh, David Attenborough was answering question from Prince Harry's kids. Um, or not Prince Harry, Prince William. Yeah. Will's kids. And it's like, man, can I just, can, can I call up the knight? If I'm the King, can I call up the knights in the realm and make them like, just do shit for me? Can I like call up Elton John and be like, Hey, can you pick up my dry cleaning? Or can you come and let's do karaoke at the house? You'd be able to tell Patrick Stewart what to do because Patrick Stewart is knighted. And, and Ian McKellen. Yeah, and also, oh God, uh, the guy who played Silence of the Lambs. I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Uh, right. Dennis Hopper. No, not no, Dennis Hopper. Uh, uh, oh my God, he played Odin in yeah, Thor. Yeah. Why can't I remember his name? I'm having a stroke right now. I can't remember. You know who I'm talking about. Sir. Yeah, you got to put Sir in because Sir will help you remember. Right. You know, it's Anthony Hopkins. I said Anthony Hopkins. No, you didn't. Did you say Anthony Hopkins? I said Anthony Hopkins. Okay, this is where you rewind it in the edit, and you do the rewind sound effect, and you actually say it, and then I go, oh, yeah, you did yeah, say Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, I did Hopkins. say Anthony Hopkins. Okay, I don't know what, I, I blame the bourbon. I blame the pure strength barrel bourbon. Yes. Um, but yeah, you could do that. I, I guess, I mean. Let me, let me tell you, in the early COVID era. 
you're such a whore. Anthony, you really are. Anthony Hopkins posted uh, TikTok videos of him playing the piano for his cat. And it was the purest, most joyful thing I had ever seen. And it just melted my heart. Anthony Hopkins, like the dude from Silence of the Lambs, playing the piano for his cat. I get that you're trying to change the subject from the fact that you would bang the queen right now. And oh, yeah. I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> nope. I think we're stuck on that. Um, I, I, I can't. You, you, know, you, you always see those Facebook memes. It's like, oh, would you slap your cousin for $5 million? I am a cheap whore. So what if you're banging the queen and you find out she's like really into the submissive dom stuff? And she's like, like she's the dom? I guess you would totally be submissive for the queen. I, um, well, I guess you would be if you're... Yeah, you've already stated since you're doing we, it. We can rewind back to the net worth of the Winds, Windsor family as 20 to, or 10 to $20 billion. Man, I don't know. I couldn't do it. And, and, and the fact that it. even her husband of... Darth Sidious? Yeah. Her, <laughs> well, I mean, Prince Philip was actually a, a gentleman. Of a, a gentleman, he was a good guy. He, as far as we know, he didn't disappear any any dead hookers. You know from that you're Buckingham going to get Bellas. a million emails about this now. No, just this one. Is all you opening yourself up? No, just one. Max, I'm sorry. I love you, honey. But uh, you, if anybody's gonna school me on the royal family, it's gonna be Max. It would be Max. It truly um, would be. So I, I invite her to school me as much as you want. But Do you even th- think that that's still functional anymore? Do you even think her plumbing still works? No? Why are we thinking about this? There's a lot of people that are hitting the stop button on this podcast right now. Ten yeah. to $20 billion. I get that even if you had a small portion of that to play with. I get it. I get that still, even if it were a 10% okay, of let, that. Let, let, let's, let's do some, uh, let's do some. You would have a, a room in the royal palace to be able to display all of this shit. Oh, are you kidding? No, no. And I'm going to leave you this you royalty, sh- you could go to Games Workshop and be like, hi, I'm motherfucking royalty. You're giving me that shit. And they'd oh, be dude. like, Ugh. Uh, No, I'm going to go to the royal armory in Leeds, and I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, can we, uh, some of this stuff you've got in the back. How about uh, how about we just display this Buckingham Palace? Because uh, I know for a fact they've got um, uh, J.R. Tolkien's uh, Webley pistol from when he served in World War One. Of course, that's totally you. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I would have that on display. I could, so, I could totally see the Queen sitting on your face and smothering you just so you could get access to that pistol. Yeah, uh, Charles Darwin's Howda pistol. Apologize for everybody who's gagging right now and trying not to throw up. Um, yeah, there, there is... You better leave this in the show. Oh, it's staying in the show. <laughs> you better leave this conversation in the show. Um, <laughs> so, Queen Elizabeth, if you're listening, how you doing? John has dick pics, I know, because he sent them to me. Yeah, That's so... That's gonna get edited. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would, I would become the new prince consort. Um, I, you know... I am not... I am not even ashamed to admit that I am a man whore. I have physical limitations that would hold me back, but, you know, I mean, if that were to happen, I, I, I'd I, be like, hey, John, what's up? Remember me? How you doing, man? Yeah. God, and, and we're going to fly the, out of the palace, uh, you know? And uh, that means... I'm vaccinated. M- let's go, you know? That means my children would be in line after Charles to be the the next royal heir... Because they would be children 
to the crown as opposed to grandchildren, which is William and Harry. no goddamn way that the royal family would accept you. This would be another Princess Diana situation where you would end up dead in a car in some tunnel somewhere. Oh, the paparazzi killed John, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I I said, I'm not going to say the staff of Buckingham Palace doesn't know how to disappear a dead hooker, but... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's out there. How did we get into this conversation? Where are we going next? Because I think we've taken this to its logical conclusion that... That you would, oh, wow, I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I honor, I give you credit for, for admitting and putting that out there that you would do it. You have no shame in it. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I can respect that. Uh, on the list of um, finely aged women who I would. She's w- not finely aged. <laughs> willingly. She, she finally aged a long time yeah. ago. Uh, but also who would, w- I would uh, willingly shag. Uh, let's add out there Dame Judy Dench. Uh, Helen Mirren. Judy Dench is cool. Yeah. Now, uh, I don't know if I would find her physically stimulating, but mentally stimulating, she is a very cool chick. Um, like, I mean, I could see, like, wanting to bang M. I could totally see, you know, like... Next up, we have a clip from episode number 18. Um, this was Rojan getting really enthusiastic about Loki's sexuality in the upcoming, at that time, Loki TV series. So, which brings me to the thing that I have to laugh about. I'm not going to dwell on this a whole lot. Um, And you commented on this before, too, where they finally just came out and said that Loki is a gender fluid. It says on a piece of paper, sex, uh, sexist is gender fluid. And the other thing is, is that um, that Loki, Tom Hedelson's Loki is bisexual, which should come to virtually a surprise to nobody. Because I remember way back when they first this, this is no and everybody's freaking out about this. That's where I'm going with this. Both sides of the realm are freaking out. But way back, me and you were talking about how they announced, um, we were sitting around the fire talking about how Marvel announced that Tom Hedleston was going to be bisexual. And the response was, oh, I see you've toned him down a little bit. Right. You know, because the Norse legend of Loki, he um, turned himself into a horse, had sex with another horse, and then gave birth to an eight-legged horse, which he in turn gave to his father. Loki's weird. Loki's a freaky character. So, like, the only people this is coming as a surprise to are the people that are outside of all of this. And um, when I was watching the episode where it's on a piece of paper, it said gender fluid. I was like, and it slipped my mind as well back then. I was like, you know what? I, I think Marvel is no pun intended, low key trying to give a shout out to that community and some kind of support or what have you. And I thought that was pretty cool. You know, plus I was like, well, me and you know, the legends of Loki. We're like, how are they going to do this? You know? So in the last episode, she makes the remark, um, is there a princess or a prince out there waiting for you? And he said a little bit of both. And it wasn't a big deal. It was over and done. Okay, Loki's bisexual. That makes perfect sense. I liken it to way back when, with the Lando Calrissian thing. Where, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, Lando Cal- of course Lando Calrissian's going to be that way. Of course Loki's going to be this way. So a whole lot of us are like, what's the big deal here? So I got to sit back and laugh because there's this big firestorm war going on behind the scenes about Loki's sexuality. And a lot of people, me and you, you know, we, we both know a lot of people in that community. We're like, who cares? <laughs> you know, and I just got to sit back and laugh at the whole thing. And then there's people like us that actually know the whole legends. And I actually know Norse pagans that we're all like, we're all like, what's the big deal here? You guys don't even know the full, if you knew the full story of what Loki was, this would be, it's like, well, I mean, you know, I mean, it goes back to the most egregious sin Disney made in the Hercules movie was portraying Zeus as a loving, faithful, supportive husband. Yes. It's like, 
No, no, Zeus fucked everything that moved and completely didn't give a shit about it. And there was also a scene in that cartoon where there were statues in the background of a garden that are all depicting different scenes of rape in weird ways. But most people don't know that when they watch that cartoon. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, my, my the big thing that I'm trying to make is I, even though Lo- Marvel is out there right now trying to patent or trying to copyright Loki in certain ways, which is pissing a lot of people off of the Norse community, the Norse pagan community. I won't get into that debate here, and I'm, that's not a place I'm going to go with this rant. But, you know, I, I personally, I'm like, I don't have a problem with this. I think it's cool, and everybody just needs to mellow out and just enjoy the show. These are fictional characters. People being like this, it's not going away. So it's just like, just just shut up and enjoy the show. It doesn't ruin the show for me. It doesn't, it just adds another dimension to Loki, you yeah. know. And Tom Hedleston's an executive producer on the show. He helps produce it, and everybody's cool with it. It's like, just, just let it go, you know. You're not going to see... You're not going to see Loki performing sex acts on dudes in the show or whatever. So just just don't worry about it. But I got to laugh because it's being blown into such a stupid ordeal. You know, it's just, so that's my rant, you know. But um, here is another clip from episode 18. This is the origin of the uh, sage advice of Adam Savage about Dragon Con and some other advice about conventions in general. I believe I believe that's the hotel where they have Dragon Con. It might be. That's the one where they made a big deal about the carpet on the floor. That's that is the hotel where they had Dragon Con. Like people, people fell in love with that god awful seventies carpet so much. Like somebody made a costume. A, a, they, they they cosplayed as the carpet from. Uh, and there's another. Th- we're going on a tangent here, but I have to do this. Apparently, there was a garbage can that people would like go and pay homage to or whatever, and then they got rid of the garbage can. It was next to a, a set of escalators. So people had a memorial for the garbage can that wasn't next to the escalator. That is the one convention that I really want to go to before I die. I would love to go to Dragon Con. Um, Everything you need to know about Dragon Con can be summed up about what Adam Savage said about Dragon Con. And it was, I think Neil Neil Gaiman told him this advice about Dragon Con is, you never accept the first invitation to an orgy at Dragon Con that you get. Which implies that... A, there are many there orgies. are many orgies at Dragon Con. B, you will get multiple invitations to orgies at Dragon Con, and C, you always hold out for that second orgy invitation. <laughs> oh, I, I want to go to Dragon Con not for the orgies, but the problem I would have with going to Dragon Con, since we're going off tangent, is I wouldn't know where to start because it, it encompasses the whole downtown. Of oh yeah, Atlanta. um, so. so Dragon Con's a big cosplay con. Um, it's everything. It's paranormal. It's cosplay. It's it's gaming. It's sci-fi. It's horror movies. It's mm-hmm. it's everything. Yeah, it, and it's um they have like a they have a parade through downtown Atlanta for cosplay. Uh, there's groups that cosplay. One of my my personal favorites is the Riders of Brohan, and it's a bunch of dudes in. Khaki shorts, polo shirts, popped collars, uh, like Ray-Ban sunglasses, and they're the riders of Brohan. Brohan. <laughs> uh, like, the 501st is there in, like, brigade strength. Um, I think it was also Gen Con, I mean, uh, Dragon Con, where they had, there's the scene in Empire Strikes Back where the guy's running down the hallway with an ice cream maker. Yep. Well, they re- they have a parade there where it's all people cosplayed as that guy, and they're all running down the hallway carrying ice cream makers. And <laughs> uh, it's supposed, there was actually a story 
that went back and they, they, they made that guy into a canon character where his whole job, that was supposed to be like a data nodule that he right. was trying to save or something. Um, let's see. There, there's, there's, I love just cruising Instagram with Dragon Con cosplays. Mm-hmm. There was the, the guy who dressed up as a Treyu and then had the fake horse head mm-hmm. and had just the horse head oh, yeah. on yeah. the carpet. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy who, did a John McClane costume and it wasn't one costume. It was four costumes. And as the night progressed at the dragon con parties, he would change into the further destroyed John McClane outfit from die hard. There was a husband and wife that would dress up really nicely. And every time they saw a Batman, they would run up and die in front of them. And they were supposed to be Batman's parents. (laughs) We, we should try to go to dragon con. We really should. Yeah. At least once, you know, uh, get the gang together and see how many people we could go. I might even try to drag the wife. I don't know if she'll go to it, but that's the one that's, that's on my bucket list of things to do before I die. Oh yeah. I just want to go once, but I know if we go, it's going to be like, we really need to go again and again and again, because I just know we're not going to be able to experience it as much as we want to. Um, well, some of my friends, like, because like, uh, I, I go to uh, Adepticon every year now, and last year, last time they had it, I went with my, uh, my friend Chuck, and he was like, dude, where are you all the time? I'm like, yeah, I know, like, a ton of people here. Like, I, I have people who I only see at Adepticon every year, and he's like, yeah, man. Like, we shared a room, and I think you were there maybe, like, a couple hours a night to sleep. That's one of your rules. When you go to a convention with somebody, you, you're not there to babysit them. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, fine with. If I go to a convention with you, here you go. You know, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like... I'll that, catch up with you, you know? And it's funny, because he said, like, yeah, I go to cons with other people, and they always want to spend time, and they always want to do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, fuck no. I got shit to do. I was like, bye. I, I would probably... I wouldn't say, hey, why don't you come hang out with me and do this? I'd be like, where are you going? I might go hang out with you and meet your people, but that'd be about it. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know. Because, like, uh, and I mean, like, I'll be up till three. That's, okay. First rule of conventions is you always stay at the con hotel. It, like, like you are going there as a vacation. Like, don't, don't cheap out. O-N-D, rule number one, you always stay at the con hotel. But that's not always... That's always not practical and easy. It, like, it is. You just pay. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, when I go to Adepticon, I stay at the Con Hotel. It's three times more expensive than staying at a hotel that's less... But you less... walk out of your room and you're there. Yeah, that's less than a mile away, but I don't have to move my car. I can stagger back to my room drunk whatever time I want. Mm-hmm. I can shower whenever I want. Like, if I play... Which isn't very often. Oh no, dude! I, I shower a lot of cons <laughs> because, like, yeah, dude, you're you're on a con floor, you're playing a game, it's getting like like you're in getting into it, you sweat. So then you go upstairs, you take a shower, and you go to your next thing. We interrupt this after dark episode of Old Nerds Drinking for a very important PSA about Del Taco. This is why you don't eat two Del Taco uh, two Del Taco tostadas. Right before you record your podcast. Still not the answer to the Mexican pizza, but very good. Because halfway through that podcast, you're going to need to shit. I have not yet. It's going to be an immediate thing where your body, your b-hole is just going to be like, fuck no, time's a-coming. So this next clip is actually the genesis of the where the idea for the After Dark episode first came from. 
This is all the way back from episode 21. The label I have on this outtake clip is the dirtiest two minutes in OND history. So, again, kids, you probably shouldn't be listening to this. Please enjoy the Dirty Sanchez. From my rudimentary high school days reminds me that Dirty Sanchez means something completely different. Would you like to explain what it means? For oh my god, I'm trying. Like, remember when you're in like... I junior... thought it was something like you stuck your finger up their ass and then shoved it under their nose or something like that. No, no. Um, it's you... This is why we can't get press credentials right yeah, here. This is... <laughs> oh, damn it. Now I gotta edit that out because I, I don't want to foreshadow what's coming, but... Uh, I believe when I was in like junior high and you know, you're making this shit up and you think it's the funniest thing in the world because you're being filthy. Uh, Dirty Sanchez is when you fuck some, you fuck a girl in the ass, then you turn around and wipe your shitty dick under her nose. I immediately regret asking you to explain this. (laughs) I really do. Wow. I didn't think he would go into that graphic of detail. Yeah, on this show. This, that is one hundred percent getting edited out. Oh, that's going to go into a best of right there. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The, uh, the uh, dirty, Moving. dirty San, dirty Sanchez, dirty Sanchez. That's when you. Well, uh, it's also a, a variation of the uh, the abracadabra, which is where you. You're fucking a chick from behind, and then... And you keep going, and you're still going. You're yeah. editing this all out, and you're still going. Oh, well, you, you know, it's going to go to the... It's going to go to the best of episode. Wow. So okay. it's... Okay. You're fucking a chick from behind. You pretend oh. to come, spit on her back. Wow. Then turn wow. around, blow it in her face, wow. and say, Abracadabra, bitch. Wow. And then from wow. the Abracadabra, you get to the Dirty Pirate, which is... You do the exact I'm same thing as the... I'm going to eat another pickle. <laughs> You do the exact same thing as the abracadabra, except when you turn her around, you jizz in her eye, you you nut in her eye, and then you kick her in the shin. Why am I doing this show? (laughs) Then you you run away, and it looks like you're being chased by an angry pirate. So, moving on. (laughs) This one's a bit of a long and rambling clip with me and uh, one of my friends, Jen. We start talking about Saturday Night Live, but it... In the end, it goes to my teenage love affair with Laura Dern. Apparently, Saturday Night Live's getting good again. I might actually have to start watching it. Ooh. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I love the guys doing Weekend Update right now, but, like, that's about the only thing. I will say, like, that, yeah, that, that show kind of dove off a cliff there for a bit. So, I have feelings about this. Um... Where I stopped watching Saturday Night Live was right about when Will Ferrell left. And it seems like everybody's got that point where they just say, oh, you know, after this, Saturday Night Live was just never good again. And everybody says that. And everybody has a different point of where they say that. And I've come to believe that it's just, no... That's when I reached the point where I was no longer Saturday Night Live's target demographic. So it's not that Sar- it's not that Saturday Night Live wasn't good after X. It's just that once I reached X, they were no longer talking to me. They were talking to people younger than me, and the humor seemed strange and didn't make sense to me. 
And that's why I stopped watching Saturday Night Live. Back in my day, the jokes were about El Nino, who is also known as the, the Nino. Nino. <laughs> yeah, like in that t- that period, that's when we were, you know, college age or like high school age kids, like young adults. And so it was specifically geared to us. The jokes were to our demographics. Because we could stay up that late on a Saturday night. Right. It's like, it made sense to have a joke with David Spade and Chris Farley as people folding clothes at the Gap. Because we were people <laughs> who our job was folding clothes at the Gap. Um, gap was if you're lucky. Most of us ended up being old Navy kids. Uh, but yeah, so... I don't think that Saturday Night Live got bad. It's just I aged out of it, and that makes me sad now. Uh, I was happy to see in the most recent episode, uh, one of my favorite reoccurring gags of Saturday Night Live is the Five Timers Club. Like, that there's this secret club that if you host Saturday Night Live five times, you get to be a member of. Mm-hmm. Um, so they John Mulaney hosted and he got to be the, like join the five timers club because it was his fifth time and they had uh, Steve Martin's always there for it uh this time they had Candace Bergen or Bergman uh Paul Rudd was there and he was being salty because like he his fifth time was during COVID so oh so he didn't get inducted technically <laughs> so he's like yeah I remember my fifth time. It wasn't that great because, you know, the whole cast called off sick for my episode. And everybody's like, Paul, it was it was COVID. Like, the whole world was sick. <laughs> he's he's in the back reading, like, the, like the episode of uh, People Magazine <laughs> where he was voted the sexiest man alive. You know, anything, anything to keep Paul Rudd working because, God, I love Paul Rudd. <laughs> Which, which, speaking of which, uh, I aren't we getting the next Ant-Man movie this year? I think we're supposed to, but I know, I don't know how much the movie timelines got messed up. Yeah, because of COVID. Because I, like, the last time I saw a screenshot of the schedule with everything, that was kind of, I won't say pre-COVID, but like. Before they realized how bad this was going to be. So the, the the movies that were in physical production during COVID were basically uh, Shang-Chi. Um, not Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was in early pre-production in COVID. Um, and The Eternals. The Eternals was in production. Um, so we should be out of the ones that were produced in COVID and into the ones that started production after COVID. So there was a whole new, um, like a whole new reality of how filming was going to have to be. Um, and that's going into movies like uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, the Marvel shows we all got last year, or over last year, that was all stuff that was in production during COVID. Um, 
But I'm trying to remember the th- like. I'm trying to remember if they've said what the three. I I had to cheat and pull it up. Oh, uh, that's okay. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, we know that. that that's got a release date. We're getting that in a couple of weeks. Thor: Love and Thunder. Ah. Uh, and Black Panther. Wakanda, Wakanda forever. forever. Oh, okay. So those are the three movies we're gonna. Okay, so that means. Uh, the Quantum Realm one isn't going to be till 2023. For some reason, I thought Love and Thunder was until 2023, but you know, um, anything... yeah, 2023 is the next Ant Man and Wasp one. I, I just like let Tika Watiti do whatever he wants with the Marvel universe. Like, I'm just okay with it. Like, like, a lot of people rag on Thor Ragnarok, and honestly, that's, like, one of my top five Marvel movies. Like, Tika Watiti is just a treasure. Let him do whatever he wants. It was an enjoyable movie. Like, not all of them can be, like, s- super emo serious. Like, that's what I watch if I just want a, right. a good laugh. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Like Jeff Goldblum at his Jeff Goldblumiest. Oh yes. Oh my God! Like, <laughs> I, I actually love the fact that he they he didn't die in that movie, so he can appear in other places. Like I I know he was in the What If episode, but yeah, yep. I just want Jeff Goldblum to just show up and be Jeff Goldblum. Um, and that was that the the game master, um, that was peak Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and we're gonna get to see him in Jurassic Park too. Oh, you're right. Yeah, like I think everybody's coming back. Um, oh man, I gotta say, Laura Dern in Jurassic Park was responsible for like a very significant part of my sexual awakening. Like, <laughs> like twelve year old me. Like, like when Jurassic World, when Jurassic, the first Jurassic Park came out, that movie blew my mind. Like, I was the perfect age group for that movie. I was 12 years old when that came out. Um, and, you know, we didn't have, like, at that point, the nearest first-run movie theater was the first-run movie theater at the mall like eight miles, or not eight miles, but probably like three or four miles from my house. So I had to ride my bike on Wednesday mornings during the summer to go catch the like $5 matinee. And I still probably saw Jurassic Park four times in theaters before it hit the dollar shows. And I saw it another four times. So I kind of lucked out as a kid. Um, my mom worked at Jonathan B. Pub, which was at Lakeside Mall. She was a manager. And right next door to us was the piddly little, it was either a two, three, or four theater at Lakeside Mall. I don't even remember their name. But they had a deal with Jonathan B. Pub that you could do like a move, uh, movie and dinner. And they each got like a cut from that. And so my mom always had free movie passes. So... Whenever she had to take me with her to work, my usual bribe would be, here, just take one of these tickets and j- just don't go see Showgirls. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. As long as you don't go see Showgirls, you're fine. <laughs> Dude, and, like, I remember saving up my paper out monies to go see Jurassic Park. Uh, and then seeing Laura Dern as, like, you know, 
Ellie Sattler, badass scientist. And I'm like, Cat, stop pushing the button. I realize that the mixer is made of warm, but you know, there are other places you can lay down. For the love of God, choose any of them. <laughs> Cat's got a cat. Oh my God. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. So, like, seeing super confident Laura Dern, uh, dinosaur scientist, or paleon, no, she was a paleobotanist, but yeah, it's like, totally not afraid to, like, dig through a mountain of poo to help a, a, like, dinosaur that was sick, like, my heart melted, like, yeah, I, I was all about that, um, so yeah, I'm, like, super jazzed to see her back into it, but it, more than that, Here's another rapid-fire clip where we were trying to remember the name of the director of District 9 and ended up remembering the name of a sex act. Wasn't he supposed... No, he wasn't supposed to do uh, another Aliens movie. It was uh, the guy who did District 9. Who was that? Oh, um... I know you're talking about. Yeah, it'll because come he did the... Chappie, too. Yeah, um, it'll come back to me. He was supposed to do an Aliens 4 that would have completely retconned Aliens 3 and Aliens Resurrections out of existence, and I would have been so happy about that. I can't remember that guy's name now. Oh, man, it's going to bug me. Anyways, you can always just pause it and look it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's kind of, like, I, I, sometimes, sometimes I'm like... Just look up District 9 Director, you'll find it. Yeah, uh, but sometimes I'm thinking, I always think it's funnier if I leave it out, just for people to be like... Because, you know, there's people listening to the show just screaming at the radio or their headphones. It's blah, blah, blah. It's blah, blah, blah. I also do. I, I also very much want to talk about Deadlands, our Savage Worlds Pathfinder. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, Neil Blomkin. Yes, that's it. Neil Blomkin. It's like, I knew it was somebody whose name sounded like a sex act. <laughs> Neil, I'm going to give you the Blomkin. <laughs> Uh, that is what happens when you are on the toilet taking a shit and a woman gives you a blowjob. It's referred to as a blumpkin. Yeah, we should probably leave out the outtakes. <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> uh, and another quick one. This was from episode 35. A bit of a Freudian slip from me. And you know it's a good episode, or you know it's going to be a good outtake when we're already discussing and laughing about what a good outtake it's going to be. And then you're just filling up the rest of the cuck. The rest of the cuck. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny boy. for so many reasons. So many oh, reasons. Are you uh, editing that out? Are you oh, putting that in a best of episode? <laughs> we might. This might say, I was going to say that, and that might go for uh, the editing room or a best of. But anyways... And now we come to our final clip of the episode. This is actually from a recording Ro and I did the other day. This is the episode that will actually be coming out next week as a full episode. But here's eight minutes of Rojan and I talking about porn. That reminds me of a meme. I'm going to go off left because I'm ADD tonight. No, go ahead. There was a meme that was floating around there when it said, it says something like, I knew I was picky when I got to page 83 of my YouPorn search and still couldn't find what I was looking for. <laughs> mm. Something like that. Uh, Bert Kreischer <laughs> talked about <laughs> talked about in one of his comedy specials, like being incredibly specific about what porn you're looking for. And it's like, uh, let's see, guy on girl porn. What am I, gay? I have a friend of mine 
that um, there's there's a few of us that watch these bad movies together at Cinema Labad, and every once in a while we'll get high, and then we'll fall down these weird porn rabbit holes. And I don't even know if I should discuss this on the air, but I'm going to. So feel free to edit it out. I mean, if they didn't want us, if they didn't want us to do this, they wouldn't have put a share feature on uh, porn, yeah, like Pornhub. In, I've also noticed that in that share feature, there's like a Facebook link. Like Facebook's going to allow you to share this kind of porn, but we've fallen down these rabbit holes where we find these like, like, like ridiculously large, insane, insane like dildos, and we're like, who in the hell is going to use this Hulk fist? And sure enough. There's yeah. a video out there or these monster, like huge tentacles where it's like, whoever can use this is ready to give birth like right now. Oh shit. I, re I remember. And it's coming. not that I'm into that kind of stuff. It is totally not my kink, but watching somebody go to town on, on a phallic tentacle object that's as big as a football or bigger and actually be able to do it. It's kind of like, I don't know if I, it's unfappable. That's for sure. But I, I remember coming across a, a porn of a woman taking a fire extinguisher and yeah stuff like that you just kind of sit there and go how 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 where's it going how at that point it's not even sexual it's just like academic and like it's a stupid human i trick. know it's i know it's possible but to see it yeah and then you're like d d are her hip bones moving around down there to make this fit like how how does a person train for that like what do you is, is oh there a, a progressive that, step now program? there there is a sports training montage <laughs> yeah. montage gotta have a montage, montage. and uh, we'll just sit there and be like oh my and then it'll turn into like some people oh my god wait 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 and they'll throw a link in the chat and we'll be like oh my god and it's weird it's also hard because we'll be uh, on uh, facebook hard. messenger when we send these back and forth, and even there's even times where Facebook will be like, no, we're not going to allow you to send this link <laughs> through Facebook Messenger chat. So we have to kind of refine our, our searches and, and certain sites to find certain things. You know, you know, there's other Messenger apps that... Yeah, I got it, yeah. But at the time, we're usually either drunk or high. So <sighs> it's kind of like we don't want to put too much effort into but it. But then you got high. And I don't even know how we fall down these rabbit holes. Like, uh, I'm I think going we, to... I'm gonna say maybe it's the marijuana. Well, because I'm I'm. It's not always the marijuana. It's just. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like <laughs> I I've shared some dumb shit with my friends. I'm like the the whole reason I I avoided Snapchat was because there was a a while where I had Snapchat and I had a, a friend, and it's like there is a fifty fifty percent chance if he sends you a snap, it's either a meme or it's his dick. How I tie this all to the show is, again, I was talking about the Hulk fist um, dildo. And it's it's an arm with a, it's a green arm with a giant fist on it. And then it turns out there is a surprisingly large number of superhero and geek oriented um, sexual devices out there. Oh, 100 <clears> percent. <throat> I. I have friends. Like the Darth Vader and Mandalorian dildos. It oh, doesn't even look oh, like no. it would be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So <coughs> there are some of those that were AI generated art. A throwback. There was like a whole pictorial thing that went around Facebook not too long ago. And it was somebody fed into an AI generator about Star Wars themed sex toys. And that Darth Vader one where it's like Darth Vader, but he's also got two balls. Those were AI-generated art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I... Um, 
It's a funny and strange. There movie. are certain. Fall down, but there are certain people in my friend group who it has come to our attention that there exist Sailor Moon sex toys. Oh yeah, and they have expressed interest. Yeah. Um. In fact, there was a picture that made the internet rounds last week of Pedro Pascal holding a Sailor a Sailor Moon wand toy, and let's just say the thirsty internet. Wait, whoa. Pedro Pascal is holding a, a dildo? No, no. Pedro Pascal holding a Sailor Moon wand. Like a toy Sailor Moon wand. But it's but not a sex toy. It's no, just... it was not the sex toy Sailor Moon wand. Okay. But there were a lot of people who imagined it being the sex toy Sailor Moon wand. You just know that Photoshop people are going to get a hold of that. And they you should. don't really have to Photoshop much. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. Moon Tierra. Like, <laughs> oh my! Like, there's lightsaber, there's lightsaber dildos and vibrators out there. Well, I mean, there's, that was that was the whole. Uh, there is a Zach and Mary make a porno. Was they made the Star Wars porn parody, and they the lightsabers were just giant dildos. Yeah. Um. There's the um. Oh God! What was the other one that we saw? There's a flash one out there. There's flash. I, I was I was more blown away by the vast number of of nerd and geek oriented sex toys. I shouldn't be, you, you know, really should not. I know I should not be, but you say that and then you see it and the, then it clicks in your head and then some of these you're like that cannot be comfortable to use for a female because there's not like the, the Darth Vader one for example does not have many rounded edges on it. Again, that that particular Darth Vader one was generated by a AI well, there's art. many of them. There's a lot of them. Um, there's a Thor's hammer one where the hammer itself, like it's a Thor's hammer, but the actual handle of the hammer is the sex toy. There's, um, yeah, there's a lot. And it's like, again, these, this isn't. I think, I think we absolutely just lost our clean tag on iTunes. With that's this okay. One. That's okay. Um, for this, for this particular instance, it's, we're going to go there. Yeah. Um, because it is geek relevant. But... Well, I mean, and, and that's the thing is the stereotype of like geeks being virgins, like, man, I don't know if you people have ever been to a con, but there is a lot of sex happening at cons. Yeah. I it's... mean, even, even we've mentioned this before, but Adam Savage's advice for going to Dragon Con is never say yes to the first orgy you're invited to because there's always a better orgy. Here's the beauty of all of this. Like when we grew up, like geeks never got laid and stuff, but now everything has evolved at this point. That when you go to one of these, like a nerd convention, you know, there's there's clicks there. And it's to a point now where we don't, I say we because we're in the geek community and stuff. Um, but you don't need to have, you, know, you don't need to go outside of that community anymore. Like there's people, it's, it's kind of its own self-contained thing now. And it's kind of cool, you know. Well, it's, it's, here's the thing. Female body people, I don't want to say ladies, but female body people. If you want an attentive lover, get you a nerd. <clears throat> because nerds aren't just going to pull out the lightsaber sex toy. Yeah, pull out the lightsaber. We study. We we fixate. I know things about the female body and I use those. You're kind of and... creeping me out right now. <laughs> and <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Oh my God. I, th I think there's going to be a lot of editing at this early. Uh, but yeah, it's like we study hard and we put that knowledge to good use. <clears throat> Remember, 
Knowledge is power. Power corrupts. Study hard. Be evil. Work harder, not smarter in this situation? I don't know. <laughs> not sure where I was going with that. <laughs> uh, so, I, think, I think I think this is going to be the uh, first NC-17 episode of Old Nerds Drinking. Well, there you have it, listeners. The OND episode of all the stuff that was too filthy, too terrible to leave in a normal episode combined into one. I hope you enjoyed it. If you listened this far, I hope you weren't offended. Uh, and if you were, again, I'm I'm not particularly proud of some of the things in this episode. But in the moment, we thought they were funny. So, once again, I am John Patrick, the Master Control Program from the Edit Suite. And once again, I am saying... End of line. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is! Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. It ain't over now! So, what's the plan? Take on, go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. Might as well write them off. Let's close up the bridge. Let's get out of here. Close it up, lights out. Where are you headed, cowboy? Nowhere special. Nowhere special. I always wanted to go there. We're going streaking! Yeah! All right, move on. Nothing to see here. Please disperse. Nothing to see here. Please.